I got it. I have the message. It's on. It's on now. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Thank you, Brother John. I appreciate it. We're so happy to be here. I'm excited what the Lord's doing. I'm always humbled to see how God worked. Because he works in ways that beyond our understanding. Way beyond our understanding. If you think you've got it figured out, you haven't been serving God very long. And the longer I serve him, the more I love him. And the more I, I feel he loves me. Have you ever felt like you were God's favorite? Every one of us. God wants us to have a relationship with him where we feel we're his favorite. You know why we, we can feel that way? By delighting in him. If we delight ourselves in him, he'll give us the desires of our heart. Remember that dad or that mom that heaped praises or heaped things on you? They blessed you. Maybe you didn't have a dad and mom like that. I, I had a situation in my life when I was younger. I felt like I was the whipping child. How many of you ever had that experience? You felt like you were the whipping child. Well, I'm so thankful that I have a relationship with God that's an everlasting relationship. He's like an all-day sucker. I'm not calling God a sucker. Lord, forgive me. I'm not talking that way about you. But how many, maybe you don't remember this because you're not old enough to remember this, that they had these all-day suckers. Man, they lasted a long time. The suckers today last a few minutes, and they're gone. But these all-day suckers, I mean, you, you just hold on to them as long as you keep them out of the dirt or whatever, and uh, all-day suckers. Well, I want to minister this morning on the subject, the ability to move beyond. The ability to move beyond. Can you say that with me? The ability to move beyond. Father, thank you. Thank you for your love, your mercy. Thank you for your grace, because, Lord, we, we do not deserve it in our own self. We do not deserve it. But, Lord, you heap your blessings upon us as your children. And I thank you for that presence of God, that you're an ever-present help in the time of need. And, the Lord, these folk are precious folks. We've sit under the teaching of the Sunday school teacher today as, as Brother John ministered to us. Lord, thank you for that word. Thank you for the pastor and his wife, Lord, and all they do and the sacrifices they make for your kingdom, Lord. And I pray, Holy Ghost of God, that you would touch every heart and every life in a special way in Jesus' name. God's in the blessing business, and many, many needs. Linda and I have many needs, but you know what? There's a God that supplies all our needs, and we're traveling in, in Kentucky last week, and I'm not going to hold, hold my sweetheart here for very long. I, I just wanted to give a little illustration. 
And I said, God, just, just give me a blessing to know that you care about all of our needs. They're talking about financial blessings. Well, I've been to this church many, many times. We're always blessed there. I mean, they, they took wonderful care of us. But this one day, they weren't going to take an offering. They just handed me a check. I thought, hey, whatever it was. I, he, the pastor said, look at it. I looked down, $2,000. I mean, it, it was a shock. Amen. It was a shock. But you know what? God moves in mysterious ways. His wonders to perform. And all we have to do, we have to trust him. And it's an everyday experience to trust him. An everyday experience to wait before him. I want to ask you this question. Have you ever felt like you were a bucking bronco? You've seen this buck and bronco, and you ever felt like you were on top of that buck and bronco? And <laughs> and tossed to and fro, and, and all of a sudden it, it would throw you. And situations in life may throw you. You're doing a good job, Linda. And uh, I was wondering how I was going to use this hat. You know why? It doesn't fit me. I mean, it sits on top of my head. Well, Linda, here you go, girl. It fits my sweetheart. <laughs> but in life itself, there's ups and downs. And it seems like things in life will throw you if you don't have your eyes on the Lord. In Zechariah chapter 3, Zechariah chapter 3, there's some words here, and we're going to get to Hebrews 11 here in a moment. In Zechariah chapter 3, in verse 1, would you stand with me for the reading of the word, please? And he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan. I like that. Even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee, is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Say a brand plucked out of the fire. Every one of us are a brand plucked out of the fire. The devil thought he had us. But guess what? When Jesus turns things around, you become a brand plucked out of the fire. The devil would like to still hold on to you. But guess what? He's been let go a long time ago. Jesus won the battle. You're free. In the name of Jesus, you're free. And then he says, now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments. When we come to Christ, we have nothing good to offer. Like Brother John was talking about early, earlier this morning, you know, this old flesh stinks. The flesh stinks. And, and Joshua's standing here with these filthy garments. How many have ever been around somebody with filthy garments? 
maybe your husband after work or whatever, get those clothes off quick, take a shower or whatever. Don't be garments. And the Bible said, all our righteousness is his filthy garments. And here Joshua come, stood before the angel. And he answered and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with a change of raiment. Hallelujah. And I said, Let there... Uh, let them set a fair mitre upon his head. So they set a fair mitre upon his head and clothed him with garments, and the angel stood by. And the angel of the Lord protested unto Joshua, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts. There's conditions. If, John, you were saying earlier, if, if thou will walk, how? In my ways. If thou will walk in my ways, and if thou will Keep my charge. There's a charge upon each one of our lives. We're to walk in his ways. We're to keep his charge. Then thou shalt also judge my house and shall also keep my courts. And I will give thee places to walk among those that stand by. Hear now, O Joshua, the high priest, thou and thy fellows that set before thee. For they are men wondered at, for behold, I will bring forth my servant, the branch, who is Jesus. Hallelujah. For behold, the stone that I have laid before Joshua upon one stone shall be seven eyes. Behold, I will engrave the graving thereof, saith the Lord of hosts. I will remove the iniquity of that land in one day. In that day, saith the Lord of hosts, shall you call every man his neighbor under the vine and under the fig tree. I'm so thankful, amen, for God's mercy and his love and his grace to us. You may be seated this morning. The buck and bronco ride is ferocious. I've never sat on a buck and bronco, but I've served God many years, and there are things that seem, if you're not careful, that will knock you off the horse tossing and turning. You're bumped and jostled around. How many have ever gone through experiences like that, jostled and, and just all kinds of things happening? But notice the buck and bronco, the person riding on the buck, buck and bronco, who comes to help? A clown? <laughs> A clown comes to help. And Sometimes things seem foolish. I mean, they seem like, hey, what's this clown doing here? What's he doing here? And in life, our spiritual lives are the same way. The devil will send a clown, what appears to us as a clown, but you know what? Sometimes they have a word from God. Sometimes God puts those people right there to save us from a predicament. In November the 11th, 1980, I, I, used, I still do. I, I love old antique cars. But I'd purchased a 1941 Plymouth convertible with opera seats in the back for $350 to be repaired. 
Man, it was going to be a gorgeous car. November the 11th, 1980, in the morning, I had a fellow helping me. His name was Bill Bear. He was a welder for the police. And he was doing some welding underneath the frame near the gas tank. I want to get back a little bit. Earlier that morning, I took Bill. We had a little breakfast. And I was looking at him eyeball to eyeball. And I said, John, his name was Bill. I said, Bill, listen, somehow or another today, I feel like the devil wants to kill both of us. I said, I can't explain it, but this is just the feeling I get. Went back to a three-car garage where the car was located. I was standing this far from the gas tank. Bill was under the car working with a torch. And all of a sudden, I told Bill, I said, shut it off. I said, I said, you know, we need to shut it off. But just before that, it was cold in New York. I'd reached up to pull down the garage door and close all the doors. My neighbor next door, he didn't know the Lord at that time. Fred Weber was his name. And Fred come over and he said, Reverend, he said, if I had my hand on the door. He said, Reverend, if you close that door and if there's a fire, you'll never come out. God sometimes may send somebody, if he can use a donkey to speak, he can use people to speak into your life that God can use. So we need to pay attention. Well, I didn't shut the door. And Fred turned around immediately and went home next door. Within seconds, I saw a spark on the floor, and I back, backed up, took one step back. That's when I told Bill, shut it off. Bill said, well, I work for the fire department. This is my daily job. You're, we're okay. Boom. It blew up. Within seconds, within five minutes, the whole three-car garage was gone. A ball of fire come out by me. I was wearing a Johnny Carson suit. It wouldn't burn. It was singed. My eyebrows were singed. My eyelashes were singed. But I was delivered by the power of God. In your life, you're going to have things that are going to act just like a buck and bronco. You're going to have things that are going to shock you. I mean, you hit the ground. But it pays to know that you have a God that cares for you and loves you in whatever you pass through. There's a God that's protecting you and loving you and putting his arms around you to know that you're his and that he's got something special for you. Don't center in on how things are now. Look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Hebrews chapter 11, in verse 1. 
to me, some of the most powerful, powerful scriptures in the Word of God are found right here in Hebrews chapter 11, precious. And this week, this week this just seemed to really open up to me and really make a powerful, powerful impact upon my life. And he starts off here as far as saying now, right at this present time, how are things in this world right now? They're a mess. All around us. And we, we have all kinds of so-called prophets. How many believe that? All, all kinds of so-called prophets. Some prophesying this, some prophesying that. And it, it just seems like if we're not careful, we get, we get wrapped up in all this. What in the world is going on? We need to hear God. We need to hear God. If something doesn't ring right in your spirit, and you check it out with the Word of God, then that, that's the answer. Now, look at what, look at what uh, Hebrews chapter 11 says. Now, right now, we need faith now. We, we need the substance of faith now. If there's ever a time we need to step out on faith and believe what God says in his word, it's now. Yesterday was one thing. But you know how God met me yesterday is wonderful, and I thank him for it, and I praise him for it. But I need him now. I need him now. And the word says now. Faith is a substance. I want you to grasp a hold of that word substance. Substance. It's what you can stand on. It's substance. It's real substance. You can't see it, but it's real. Because God says it's real. Faith. Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. You can't see the end. You can't see the result. But by faith, you behold it. Hallelujah. Now look at the next verse. For by, for by it, the elders obtained a good report. They couldn't see the end, but they stood on what they had. The substance they had. What substance do we have, church? What substance do we have? That fellowship, that special time with God that you know, thus saith the Lord. When you know his word, when you know the glory of his presence, and you know that he's spoken to you, nobody can deter your thinking from that area because God spoke to you. I've shared some things with people. Sometimes they just shake your head. They don't know where you're coming from. But I knew that I knew that I knew because I heard from God. And when you, when you hear from God, that settles it all. I mean, when, you, when you're, Catherine Kuhlman used to say this, I pray until my knower goes off. Until my knower goes off. 
How, how do we read the Word of God? Somebody said, well, I read five chapters a day or ten chapters. Well, listen, read the Word till something gets you. It's one thing about it. The Word reads me. The Word reads me. I read the Word, but the Word reads me. In God, daily, when I say this daily, I, I mean daily. It, it's, it's great to have an up-to-date experience. It's great to know you're walking by faith. You're not walking by sight. If you are walking by sight, guess what? You're going to trip up. But when you walk by faith, your eyes are upon the King of kings and the Lord of lords that come to rescue you the same way that he came to rescue Adrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the fourth man in the fire. God shows up as a fourth man. He shows up as that one who stands beside you when nobody else will stand beside you. God will stand beside you and show you the way and the direction and the life because he is life. He's a way. He's a truth. And he's a life. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So on that bike and bronco, we go on a journey, a journey of faith, a journey of knowing God, knowing that he's always there. Hallelujah. Their faith was obtained, but their faith was sustained. They didn't have faith one moment and then throw it out the window the next. Their faith was sustained by staying in the Word, by staying on their knees in prayer. Their faith was sustained by a rich harvest of grain. They had a harvest. They had something to show for their faith. They had something to show for their life in Christ. And what did God do? He sent the rain. What's God going to do for us? He's going to send the latter rain, the early rain, the latter rain together. And guess what? Revival's going on around this world. And there's a lot of people, and I, I pray that the manifestation of that revival will hit here in America like we've never seen before. But around the world, there's revivals going on that just blows your mind, blows your heart when, when you think, oh God, do the same thing here. May our eyes be open to behold the revival of your glorious power in your presence. I stood under the rich teachings of Dr. Richardson, a fellow from Canada, head of Canadian Bible area, spreading out Bibles across the world. And he shared with the people that, that were there at camp meeting up in northern Maine. Rich, rich things. And one of the things was so many people are doing and they think they're going to attain righteousness and attain things by just doing. Busy. So busy that we're tormented because of being busy, busy, busy. And he says what we have to learn is God wants us to be. Be with him. 
spending time being with a master. The early disciples, how they accomplished things was this. Jesus didn't send them out until they'd sat with him, until they knew the master. They knew what he desired. They saw his works. They saw the healings. They saw things taking place. Then they were ready to go. And we're not ready to go unless we sit at his feet every day. You're not ready to leave your, the door of your house until you sit at his feet. And without that, you're going to be defeated. Without spending that time, you're going to trip up. You're going to hit some rough roads. If God doesn't come first, just like you said earlier, seek first. Seek first. How's God come first? I love my wife. I'll tell you, I love her so much. She's a treasure. But you know what? I have to love God first. He comes first. Linda said, don't, don't give me any flowers. Just, just give me a poem. So I write her a poem once in a while. And I could write them every day. But you know what? God puts such joy in our heart that we become like David, a music, music of worship, music of spending time with him. What can we trade? I mean, there's no, no way we can trade what we've been given and what we possess as God's people. Now, I want to look a little bit more here at Hebrews. God wants us to stand under his guidance and his protection. The ability to move beyond is understanding of the natural is not the actual. Understanding the natural is not the actual. What you see is not what you really get. That what you see with your spiritual eyes beholding the word of God is what you get. Faith proves what's the real actual. By God's facts that are really factual. It's God's facts. It's his word. That's the factual. Faith is the ability to live in tranquility with a word of God's stability. God wants your life to, to be stable, to be filled with stability. And by taking steps of faith, we'll see God's mobility. When we see God walking, let's walk with him. Let's not take any steps unless we see God walking before us. What did Jesus say? Jesus said this, what I see my father do is what I do. And unless we have that close communion with God, we're not going to follow his steps the way he wants us to follow his steps. We need to listen. That intensity of listening is so powerful. Look at the so-called prophet of God not really a prophet of God, a judge. Eli. Eli, the Bible said he lost his vision. It wasn't just eyesight. He lost his vision to hear God. 
to see God. And God through prayer, don't, don't think that prayer doesn't matter. Prayer matters. Through prayer, Samuel was birthed in the heart and life of Hannah. Hannah came to the altar travailing before God. God, give me a child. Did Hannah have it easy? No. All around her, she was suffering, suffering in the family. Had a husband that loved her, but yet there was another woman. That's real trouble there for sure. But uh, on, on her way to the house of God, the other woman began to make fun of her. You don't have any child. I, I have children. You don't have any. And what she desired, she desired a child. God, give me a child. Give me a child. She come to the altar of God and waiting at the altar of God. Her lips were not moving. She was having communion with God. Her lips not moving. Eli looking at her. A drunken woman. You're a drunken woman, Hannah. And Hannah says, oh no, my soul is in travail before God. Samuel was birthed at that altar. The so-called judge Eli had lost his eyesight, lost his vision, lost his ear to hear God. But yet when Samuel started to grow, he heard the Lord call his name Samuel. Samuel. He went to Eli thinking Eli had called him. No, son, I have not called. Goes back to Eli or goes back to bed. Eli told him to go back to bed. He goes back to bed. Samuel. Samuel. And again, back to Eli. Eli says, go back to bed. Samuel heard the voice of God speaking at a darkened hour in Israel. God's voice was still alive. God's voice is alive today. In this darkened hour, the voice of God is alive, as quick, as powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. He's here. He's come to speak to our hearts. He's come to let us know it. faith is real. Take bold steps of faith. When you hear God, when you hear his voice, don't even second guess it. If you know it's God's voice, step out and take those steps. And as you take that first step, the abundance will flow as you take that first step. I want us to look at just a couple more things and then I'm finished. We're in a race. Pastor, we're in a race. Thank you for allowing Linda and I to come and be a part of this church and ministry. A neck-to-neck race. Forsaking not the word, the church lives in one accord. Placing fences in our locations, God will leave and take a vacation. You put up fences. I can't go any further than this. 
if, if you put up a fence, say, God, I don't want any more. Well, guess what? God's, God's going to leave. Drawing near to what you hold dear, you will never shoot a brother like a deer. Aim higher, listening to God's ear. We're going to love one another. If we're going to walk in faith, we better love one another. You said that this morning too. You're stealing my sermon. <laughs> We've got a job to do. How deep is our love? How deep is our fellowship with God? I know somebody probably wronged you real good. Somebody pushed you down. That buck and bronco pushed you down. You feel like you really get thrashed around. But I want to tell you what. God says, forgive them. Forgive them. Sometimes forgiving is not easy. Sometimes we have to take that low road. God says this, forgive 70 times 7. A year, one day, one day. That adds up 470 times one day. Wow. That'll take everything you've got to forgive. But guess what? That's where faith comes in. I know there's another day. I know, God, if I forgive this brother, I have to remember, God, what did you forgive me from? What did you forgive me from? And the Bible says this, unto whom much is forgiven, loveth much. That's why I love him so much. Because <laughs> he's forgiven me so much. I'm in love with him. More in love with him today than I was when I first got saved. And guess what? That's the way it's got to be, church. Jesus said this. When I return, when I return, will I find faith on the earth? When I return, will I find faith? He's looking for faith this morning. He's looking for every one of us to reach out by faith, to touch him in areas that we've never touched him in before. God has not called us to remain in areas where there's no growth. He wants us to expand in our faith growth. He wants us to grow every day. Don't, don't stay where you are spiritually with a word that's being preached. And I'm not talking about my preaching. I'm talking about others here in this church that proclaim the word of God, that stand on the word. Stand on the word. Get into that word every day. And as you get into that word every day, there's a growth process that takes place that God will lead you and God will direct you into paths you, you've never been in before. Hallelujah. Focusing on your supplier, God will daily meet your desire. You will see your vision transpire by your heavenly desire. Whatever your desire is to get closer to God, guess what? He's waiting. He's waiting. He's waiting to burn off the things of the past and give you something to give you faith, to give you hope, to give you everything within your heart that's going to last. 
Don't focus on the past. Focus on what's going to last. Focus on those things. And also, faith is a fire conquering all ungodly desires. By a new name we've acquired, we will sing in God's heavenly choir. I want to say that again. Faith is a fire. It produces a fire. Conquering all ungodly desires. How does that happen? God wants to burn off the flesh. He wants to burn off the filthy garments. By a new name we've acquired. God says this, I'll give you a new name. How many are looking for your new name? I'll give you a new name. You don't know that name now, but one day you'll know that name. But guess what? When he knocked Paul off, or Saul off the horse, turned Saul around, there's somebody else in the word too. You know his name? Jacob. I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now the God of Abraham, powerful, powerful faith. The God of Isaac. Wow, Isaac. But then there's Jacob. The failure, the supplanter, all kinds of bad things. Didn't say all the bad things about Abraham and uh, Isaac, but Jacob lists them. But then it wasn't the end. I'm talking to somebody here this morning. It's not the end where you are today. Jacob had all these failures. He blew it. But then he came to that place that he met God. Wrestled with the angel of the Lord all night. I believe he wrestled with the Lord himself. And guess what happened? He went out. You'll never leave a real place of prayer without there being results of maybe limping. Because you'll be marked. When you develop a close relationship with God, your life will be marked from then on. And here's what God said to Jacob. Jacob, I've got a new name for you, Jacob. Your name will be called now Israel. The past is gone. Your name now is Israel. For you have found what? Favor with God. Say it with me. I found favor with God. I found favor with God. He took my old name. He's given me a new name. He's given me a new life. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a big hand clap. He's given me a new life. I want you to think for a moment, a casket being up here. You and I were in that casket one day, according to Ephesians chapter 2. Wondering where I'm going with this, aren't you? That casket is closed. It's been locked. No way you can get in that casket. That guy's dead. Jesus appears. Walks up to that casket. In Ephesians 2 and verse 1 says, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. 
opened up that casket, blew the lid off, and says, you're free. And not just free, that we've been made, every one of us to walk in holiness and walk before him. How? Spending time with him. And he says this, you can now sit with me in heavenly places. Taking us from here to there to sit in a heavenly place. Would you stand with me all over this building this morning? Let, I'll tell you what, let's just come as close as we can get. I don't know how pastor wants to close or whatever. I'm not closing. But would you come? Let, let's just pray together. Let's spend some time together around this altar. Would you do that this morning for the Lord? Don't do it for me. Do it for the Lord. Your desire to be close to him. In the fellowship that you've desired of the Lord, God says to you that he's going to pour his presence and his power in your life in a greater dimension. And the words that you speak now are powerful, but I will make them more powerful. They'll become fire. Fire shut up in your bones and fire that will shoot out like arrows to the hearts of those that I will proclaim my word to. As you've been faithful in the past, continue. For I have great success for you as you remain faithful to me, said the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Let's give God praise and adoration. Lord, you're wonderful to us. We praise you. We glorify your name. You are Lord. You are Master. We thank you. Lord, we thank you. Hallelujah. We give you glory. We give you glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't say to yourself, I can't do it. Yes, you can. You be faithful to God in your prayer life, your supplication to him. God's going to raise you up. Amen. Raise you up as you lift his name up. He's going to draw all men unto himself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we praise you and we thank you. We thank you, God. We get down over that 11th chapter of Hebrews and we see one thing after another. Faith. Faith operating. <laughs> Enoch walking with God was not because God took him. Oh, God, every one of us help us to walk with you closer and closer and closer as we see that you're coming approaching, Lord, may we walk closer to you. We praise you, God. We praise you, God. Pastor John, hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's telling somebody, don't, don't live in distress. Live in rest. Don't live in distress. Live in rest. Rest in him. Rest in him. Wait patiently for him, and he shall bring it to pass. Hallelujah. Why trouble yourself? Why trouble yourself? For I, the Lord thy God, will deliver you. Even at the midnight hour, I will deliver you, and I'll make a way where there seems to be no way. Delight in me. Delight in my presence. Delight in my word. Glorify me as king of kings, for I possess all things, and I will do good things for my children, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Praise your name, God. 
praise your name. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you. 